0: Box Cutters episode sixty four, one night in Bangkok. My name is Josh Kanal. To my left, Mr. Ross McQueen. Hello, Josh, and hello
1: to all the listeners out there, both in Radio Land and in Podcast Land.
0: And to my right, Mr. Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. That was that was a very warm welcome, Ross. It was very specific. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, that's nice.
1: I'm feeling the love in the room. I've got to say though, if uh, if somebody knows of a secret tunnel through the city, a la Stonecutters episode of The Simpsons, I would love one to get here to Triple R.
0: It took me one hour and twenty minutes the from Seafielder. Is awful, ridiculous, and I I have just come from uh, rural Tasmania, mm-hmm. where you're lucky if you see another car. <laughs> so, uh, quite frankly, you're lucky if you see a television. It's been. An interesting week, as far as television goes. And Box Cutters is all about television. That's what we do here. Uh, coming up later on in the show, we're uh, hopefully going to be talking to James Talia, our European correspondent. Yes,
1: it'll be interesting to see what he's got to say about the uh, European television. Yes. <laughs> I was actually thinking the development's at nine, but I'm not sure how much he can say. I
0: don't think he'll necessarily be allowed to, but maybe there are, there are some, things that he'll, some things that we'll be able to ask him about. Hopefully, mm. Well, uh, we can ask him whatever we like. Yeah, well, that's true. Maybe, have, maybe we could
2: say, like, James, pretend that Channel 10 had a news bureau in London. What uh, do you think they'd be doing with it right about now? Uh, do you of think you could answer that way?
0: Of course, now if you ask that, it's just going to sound kind of rehearsed <laughs> and, and stilted. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't do that. Uh, we're, we've got some crap TV, and for, for people who haven't heard Box Cutters before, crap TV is not about... Bad TV But about Mostly about how the networks Are crap yes. Bad behaviour
1: Yes, yes. Bad. Uh, Often bad Often bad including behavior, the
0: words behavior. Channel 7 suck Or Channel 9 suck yeah. Or Channel 10 suck Yeah Very rarely SBS suck Although most recently No no come on A lot of SBS suck mm. So that'll be Crap TV later on I'm going to talk about Rural TV Because that's all I've had For an entire week <laughs> And we're going to finish off With Pork But as always We're going to kick things off With the Box Cutters news And firstly, in the BoxCutters news, I wanted to thank Lauren for an excellent three hours of music on 3 R. It
2: was excellent. Uh, tune in again next Tuesday at 4 o'clock for more Exit music. Brett Cropley. The Australian Stock Exchange Chairman, Maurice Newman, is expected to be announced this week as the new chairman of the ABC. This uh, announcement has been a long time coming. Donald MacDonald, uh, I think, has had his, his uh, term extended a number of times. The latest was four, five, six months uh, because it seemed that the government wasn't coming up with an idea about whom they might put in.
0: And so they've, they've gone with this guy from the ASX and what, what makes him the right person for the job? Uh, Does well, it say?
2: he knows about stocks. <laughs>
0: right. Are they thinking of floating the ABC? <laughs> uh, Always. <laughs>
2: uh, no. It actually, most of, uh, most of the articles is actually about uh, the government coming under fire very controversial nomination of or, and instalment of Keith Windshuttle uh, on the board and what they've been doing with all that, as along with uh, the new announcement of ABC policy uh, not too long ago
0: um, about its its balance. Right, I, you know. Good luck to the ABC. I say. I don't know how long it's going to be around. I don't know. I just, every now and then, I just like to bring in some doom. <laughs> I really don't. I. If Anyway, I'm not going to get into that now. Maybe we can talk about it in pork. Ross.
1: Speaking of the ABC, the ABC in the States have announced that
0: Lost is changing time slots. Now, this is a really interesting development because Lost was uh, a huge ratings winner for the ABC in the is. States. It's still,
1: it's still one of their biggest rating winners. Unfortunately, it has been fairly successfully gazumped. By uh, American Idol over there, right? So Lost, uh, even though it's still very successful, it is slowly bleeding viewers. So, which I think has more to do with the story. I don't think people have the patience for Lost's type of story. There's, uh, there is definitely an audience for it, but it's not the huge audience that it had.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if a, a lot of the audience that is bleeding out from from Lost are just going, "Well, I'll wait for the DVDs to come out because it'll make a lot more sense when I watch it all in one go." Yeah. Yeah, possibly. Which is,
1: uh, I, I I suspect it it could also be that people are just saying, you know what, taking too long, too many mysteries, not enough
0: answers. And I don't, but I don't think it's necessarily that people are really having to choose between idle and and lost. I I wouldn't think that there was necessarily a huge crossover audience there. Mm. But uh, ABC are going to be moving it to ten p.m. on to ten p.m. as opposed to nine p.m., which again is interesting because here.
1: Anything after, I don't know, 8.30 is considered a dead time slot. Unless yeah, yeah. you've got something a little risque, which you might put on at 9.30. Putting something on at 10 o'clock just wouldn't happen here.
0: And it's quite natural over there, mm. which which I find really interesting. Yeah. Still in foreign TV news, uh, the Netherlands have ended t- transmission of free-to-air analogue television. They did that last Monday. Now they are the first nation in the world to completely switch over to digital signals. Right. And we're still a long time away from that. I think most countries still haven't even worked out how their systems are going to work. I wonder what it is about the Netherlands that has made them able to to make this decision. I mean, a lot of uh, of Dutch consumers had already switched over to digital, Mm -hmm. Uh, pretty much the majority of them. Uh, The report I have says that only around 74,000 households relied primarily on the old-fashioned system uh, and uh, there are 16 million in the country wow so you know that's a that's a tiny tiny amount so i really wonder how mm. what is keeping the rest of us up
1: mm. i find that quite annoying i oh, yeah, i have a i have an idea of what's the problem in australia
0: the government yeah <laughs> right
2: wrong system no just the government well and they took the wrong system and a system that no other country in the world took up. Well, and so we haven't had the price decreases in with the scale, economy of scale
0: because we have such a
2: small market. Yeah, but,
0: but who chose that system? The government. Well, right. a, yeah. This is the same but government that's, that, that you know, ordered. If you just
2: say the government, then it, it doesn't actually explain much. It, it
1: ordered channels to be, to be broadcasting digitally. I think it was by the year 2000, but you couldn't actually buy it anything to receive it at that point
0: yeah that's right that was the that was the switchover date Mm. and then you could buy stuff about three months later yeah and still there's very little out there i I don't maybe two people with digital tuners Mm. and that's just because they bought uh, lcd screens
2: and those initial that initial decision actually played into the hands of the existing media owners so um you know there's there's a high possibility that it actually made things smoother for the government going into the election three elections ago. Mm. Um, yeah, maybe a bit of a shock horror. to and fro.
0: Yeah. Oh, it just
2: makes me so angry. <laughs> uh, hey, Eddie Maguire is so unhappy that he considered quitting as the Channel 9 chief executive, according to speculation around town. Mr. Maguire's bosses at 9's owner PBL barred the former quiz show host from talking... However, he did text... That's a, a first? <laughs> ...talking about uh, about this issue. I wish someone had done that when he was commentating footy. But he did text a good friend, top Melbourne radio por- personality, Neil, Neil Mitchell, of course, who suggested to listeners that Maguire did want to quit. Um, he said something is going on with Eddie because they are very, very buddy-buddy, and he, he doesn't seem happy. He seems frustrated. Uh There's speculation that he offered his resignation after being shackled by PBL and kept out of key executive decisions. One senior industry source said Eddie is literally a puppet at nine and someone else at the PBL headquarters is pulling the strings.
0: Don't they mean figuratively a puppet? He
2: he does actually mean that because there there aren't physical strings around his wrists and
1: knees.
0: Okay, because otherwise that would have made a little bit more sense. Mm -hmm.
1: That's ridiculous. I don't care how close Eddie and Neil are supposedly as friends. That's ridiculous that Eddie would, in confidence, text Neil Mitchell with something that he didn't want otherwise on the radio.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's ridiculous. I, I, I think it's I think it's quite a ridiculous story, and so so definitely a, a little bit of Channel Nine spin, I would say. Really? Yeah, I would think so, especially because. Out of no none- in one's interest, uh, because to, to show how uh, how things are changing there. So there were there were rumours and speculation. There was speculation on this show that Eddie wasn't getting the power that he needed to run the company, and so by by doing this, by having the story of him wanting to resign come out, Channel Nine can go well, no. Eddie's very happy here. Eddie can say I'm very happy there and I've got all the power I need. Which is what he's done. That's that's what he's done in uh on news.com.au today, today from uh, a story in the Australian. Eddie has uh, has pretty much come out and gone. It's total rubbish. I'm pretty happy where I am and I'm going to keep going. Plus in the uh uh in the Tasmanian Mercury newspaper. <laughs>
2: Which uh, uh, yes. listeners might know from, <laughs> uh, from its, its uh, prominent featuring in
0: Media Watch over the years. Can I tell you how glad I am to be back in a media-rich city? Oh, oh it's wonderful. Tell us about it later. But in the, uh, in the Mercury, they also said that there were rumours that... Uh, Dave Gingell was coming back.
2: Yes, well, he has been back in the
0: country. Yeah, for Christmas, and because his <laughs> wife is, is has an on-air role over the summer. Uh, but does anybody remember, I mean, we, we announced it on this show, the amount of money that he was getting from Granada to, to head up their US operations? I actually read an article
2: today that said that he was actually wandering around town looking for people to shark uh, for an overseas project.
0: Yeah, he is... I think he is happier than Larry over at Granada. Uh, well, Larry's not very happy. He doesn't have a job anymore. No, he does. He's, he's been doing some stuff on Channel 7. They'll, Has they'll, he? Yeah, they'll keep him around. Really? I don't, I, don't, him.
1: I don't think he's very happy
0: ever since the wheel's gone. You know who would be? Larry would be a great host for Show Me The Money. Of course, this is Larry Emder for those uh, just joining us. He would be a great host for Show Me The Money. That's what I think. Hmm. Anyway, that's news. On to news and briefs.
1: Speaking of money, The Apprentice has announced more changes. Uh, We've announced previously on the show that The Apprentice is going to be shot in LA this year, that George and Carolyn have both been fired, and Ivanka and Donald Jr., Trump's children, are going to be taking over the role as judge as well. Also, they have announced that this time the project manager for the task will get to stay project manager until their team loses. Really? So, that's an interesting development. Also, the losing teams will not get the fancy apartment that they're used to getting. The losing team will have to stay in tents and have outdoor showers and portaloos.
0: What? <laughs> that's, how are they supposed to prepare for a, a job like that? That's
1: exactly right. Right. Out in the trenches.
0: Right. Uh, and uh, Buffy. Buffy? Buffy is returning. Now, I got very excited when I saw this headline. I went, what? 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 And the idea is uh, yes, Buffy is returning for an eighth series, but not on television. It will be in comic book form, but oh. Joss Whedon is writing a continuation of the Buffy story in the Buffy universe. Okay. As opposed to a comic book that he uh, had a few years ago called. Oh, it's just escaped my mind. Frey. Frey. Which was about the next Slayer. After Buffy, a thousand years in the future, uh, this will actually be about Buffy. So, Buffy fans rejoice. So, Buffy gets to a thousand years old? No. No, the idea is that Buffy dies. This, is, this is all comes out in Frey, that uh, there was a Slayer who died, and then for a thousand years, there wasn't a Slayer. Even though there was supposed to be one every generation. Oh. Uh. I, I think it's a great story. And then it? Frey entered the Frey. Yes. Right. And and frayed some fraying <laughs> vampires up.
1: Speaking of shows coming back, Blake Seven is returning as a series of audio dramas. Now, I'm not sure what a series of audio dramas actually entails. I would presume it's something possibly for the radio or the internet. Uh, Blake Seven was a... Maybe, maybe radio on the internet. Maybe. Blake Seven was a Doctor Who-like show from... 1978 to 1981 uh, early, uh, early kind of sci-fi
0: show Fantastic Well worth a look It was in, really yeah. popular I've i never seen it
1: Yeah No uh, My wife and I watched them all Some years ago And very much enjoyed it It's got a fantastic end Right Which uh, people who know me Would know why I like it Very dour Very sad Right it's Fantastic show News uh, in
0: brief Brett Cropley <laughs>
2: One of the few remaining traditions of the Nine Network has turned into a marketing tool. Uh where the staff get Christmas hampers. Uh, they've included a pair of thongs. The soles of the thongs have reportedly been made with the Nine logo imprinted into them so that when staff members hit the beach, they'll be leaving little reminders of their employer behind. Aww. Really? Mm-hmm. Like little droppings behind <laughs>
0: Can I uh, just suggest that if you work in an environment where your hair is often on fire, don't wear thongs. I think it's just a safety hazard. <laughs> just a safety well, hazard. Will
2: Anderson was okay at the glass house.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? I've had words to him about... I, he was on Breakfast Radio. I said, you're making big money. Can't you afford a pair of shoes? Uh, and then he, well, I like my thongs. It's not a great story. Should have gone into <laughs> it. Ross. Nintendo have issued a
1: directive to all purchasers of their new gaming system, the Wii, saying Hold on Apparently people are getting a bit excited with some of the games, particularly tennis and bowling, and actually letting go of the remote like console and smashing televisions. (laughs)
2: Because the controller on the way is like a TV remote, it and is. it has a it has a wrist strap.
3: Mm. But um, the wrist
2: straps are breaking. <gasps> really? Mm. Well, not the straps themselves, but like the linkage between the strap and the controller. It's 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 exceptionally skinny. It's like something that uh, you would hook through your mobile phone hook. You know how small that is? Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Um, right, so you- although
2: apparently the, the replacements are about three times as thick. Ah, that's
1: interesting. So, uh, yeah, Nintendo have issued a directive saying, hold on, and if your hands get sweaty, please, for the love of God, dry them. <laughs> <gasps> they should release a wee glove.
0: A Wii glove. A Wii glove that grips onto the... That would be great. I'm
1: sure. They've got just a Wii just about everything else. I'm sure a Wii glove must be in the pipeline.
2: I've actually seen a modification of... I think it's an Xbox glove uh, with the Wii controller over the top
0: of it. And you you press the buttons by moving your fingers on it. Oh, that'd Mm. that'd be nice. Hey, the Farrelly Brothers, who I am a big fan of, they uh, directed, co-wrote one of, uh, I think... I'm going to say one of the best romantic comedies of the 90s. There's something about Mary. Yes. Also responsible for Kingpin. Which is a fantastic film. Mm -hmm. Uh, And responsible for some other good ones and most recently a very bad one. (laughs) Uh, They're going to uh, be producing a television series called The Rules for Starting Over. It's going to be about a group of suddenly single 30-somethings. Uh, Writers Chris Pappas and Mike Bernier are going to be working with the Farrelly brothers. And uh, it's going to be through 20th Century Fox TV, which means it will end up on Channel 10 if it goes. Speaking of Channel 10, uh, Can
2: West, who have for a long time had a controlling interest of the 10 network, have flagged a possible sale of that interest in the uh, network this afternoon. Uh, In a statement to the Stock Exchange, Ten said they'd entered into agreement to provide assistance to Can West in relation to selling it off.
0: And that is the Box Cutters News. We'll be back after this track. That's the Dandy Warhols with We Used To Be Friends. Now,
1: what is the television reference there? Uh, That is
0: the theme song for Veronica Mars. Ah, very good. And also... The theme song for Veronica Mars, uh, formerly My Restaurant Rules. Oh, really? Yep. Well, there you go. This is Box Cutters. So we're going to play it again later in the show, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> you are listening to Box Cutters on one hundred two point seven three triple R.
1: Hi, I'm Josie Pirelli from Chart Busting Eighties, and you're listening to the guys on Box Cutters.
0: And on Box Cutters, we now have James Talia, our European correspondent. How are you there, James? There's, I think James is at a train station. I think he's, he's actually on a train. He's on a train. He can't hear us. Hello, James.
3: Hello, can you guys hear oh, me?
0: Ah, oh, you're back.
1: At
3: last. Sorry, I'm having a lot of trouble hearing you. Yeah, I'm on a train. That's all I heard. He's on a train. He's on a train. That's all I knew I was on. It.
1: What are you doing on a train?
3: Um. Well, chasing up a story, of course um, Heading uh, to the north of England, actually I'm not going to tell you what the story is Because we're hoping that we might get it on our own But um, here I am on a train And it's pretty early here It's only 8.30 or thereabouts in the morning I've been on this train two and a half hours I just, I just said to Ross, I oh, there." that means I haven't had a cigarette in Two and a half hours and <laughs> someone's about to be in trouble
0: <laughs> Now to, uh, to clear things up for our new Triple R listeners You are the uh, European Correspondent for Channel 9 News?
3: No, I'm the European correspondent for Box Cutters. I do that Channel 9 thing on the side. Right. <laughs> right.
0: Just, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what business card you're using more now these days.
3: Well, you know, it's difficult.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and we'll, we'll have you as our European correspondent for as long as we can. Speaking.
3: <laughs> Thank you very much. That would be really good, because I'm going to need that gig. Yes.
0: <laughs> Speaking of which, how long is that going to be, James? We are, we we hear rumours that Channel 9, in their cost-cutting, one of the things that they're going to remove is their European Bureau, their London Bureau.
2: <laughs> it seems, James, uh, isn't as at uh, leisure to actually be able to speak about that. <laughs> However... I do have a report here that uh, (laughs) National 9 News, uh, on the back of uh, us announcing last week that they're keen to outsource some of their news and sports, um, is uh, looking to slash about $9 million from uh, the budget for the newsroom. Uh, It's also been told that it can only use the helicopter for 300 hours a year, which is less than... One hour a day. James, can you tell us anything about that?
3: James, are you there? Hello. Hi. <laughs> now. That's a perfect time to go through a tunnel.
2: <laughs>
1: sure, tunnel, sure. We ask you the hard <laughs> questions and you hang up straight away.
3: Yeah, you lash me. You kill me, Brian, to all of you.
0: Now, Brett just said a whole lot of words. What was the summary of them, Brett?
1: That, they, that you're only allowed to use the helicopter at less than an hour a day. How do you feel about this?
3: using the helicopter for an hour a day
1: yeah less than an hour a day you're only allowed to use it 300 hours a year now according to cost cutting
3: i hadn't heard that one um i think you know, an hour a day would suit me fine um, <laughs> but also <laughs> there's think, another If you want to do a news bulletin <laughs>
2: also there's another nine million dollars to come out of the news budget
3: there. Yeah, um I don't i've heard to be honest i, I really don't know um it does seem there's more cost-cutting going on. We don't know exactly how much. We don't know how it's going to work. And and we don't know who might be at risk or not. But certainly that does seem to be the, um, the environment again with the network at the moment, which is a bit of a pity for, uh, for those of us who work there. But um, we can only hope that uh, those running the show... Um, have a plan in mind and know what they're doing and certainly there's a lot of programming ideas out already for 2007 as uh, as i think you were talking about last week
2: yep mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. it's a bit of a pity for those of us who watch television as well uh thinking that we're going to get uh a, a less perfect news broadcast from channel nine
3: well I, I yeah i'm not sure that that's the case i think um what happens is that, uh, and this has already happened over, over the cost cutting we've had in the past little while, that, um, you know, people step up and they work harder. Now, maybe they would argue that they shouldn't have to, but people who care about what they do and are passionate about the news service, that's what they do. They just work a little harder. And I don't think our uh, news services have been diminished at all, mm-hmm. um, by the cost cuts that we've had, mm-hmm. and I don't think they will be by any further cost cuts, which may.
0: Occur. Okay. Now, uh, Brett mentioned a story earlier on in the show about uh, Channel Nine employees getting thongs as a Christmas gift. How much use are they to you in England? Sorry,
3: sorry I missed that. Can you say that uh, again?
0: Have you heard, have you heard about these thongs that? Uh, that your fellow employees are getting for. Uh...
3: Oh well, yeah. One, once again, I read about that online in the papers. <laughs> I'd love a pair. I love a pair cause, um, You know, the the beaches of sunny England. I could go, you know, paddling little nines on the sand there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know if it's right or not. I haven't asked anyone. But, um, I hope it is. I really want a pair.
1: You, you'll get a pair. They'll they'll uh, they'll send one out to you by ship or something, won't they? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you you are breaking up, so if you can stop going through tunnels, James, if you can just go and talk to the engineer. No. Oh, Clearly, I asked him too much. Really well, that was our
2: box cutter's special correspondent from
0: Europe. I was, I was hoping <laughs> he'd line. be able to, to clear up for us all the confusion we've had over what the hell ITV is. Is it a network? Is it a production company? Is LWT still around? Uh, maybe James will be able to... What, do we think we've got it back on the phone? Maybe. Do you, do you, do you want to give <laughs> that a risk? It? Let's risk it. Okay. James, James Talia. Hello.
3: Okay. Okay, I really do have to apologise for this. Can you believe this is like, you know, a tiny country and they can't work out mobile service to cover the whole lot of it? <laughs> it's smaller than Victoria over here. You know? What's going
0: on? Uh, don't talk to me about it. I've been in rural Tasmania and I'm going to bring that up in the show as often as I can.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Start bagging Telstra instead of Channel 9 for something.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they totally suck. Telstra are totally sucking. Good James, hell, can, you put
1: your, uh, can you put your box cutters hat on for a sec? And yeah. we had some ill-informed conversation last week about ITV. We were just wondering if you could clear all that up for us.
3: Yeah, I think you guys were talking a little about how ITV works and how it was first put together, which caught my attention because it's actually a really interesting model. Mm-hmm. ITV was brought together in the fifties; it was the first commercial network in Britain. As the name suggests, it was meant to be independent television. Sure, just meant to be seen. Well, so, uh, the So, the licences were. Um, were assigned by region and by times of day in the week as well. Hence, London Weekend Television, which ah. broadcast on that network, but literally only into London and only on the weekends. So they were all split up nights, days, different days, weekends, um, and for all the different regions of the country.
0: I think so that's I that think that's a actually lot the model. Of
3: diversity in what uh, what was being put to air in different parts of the country, and a lot of diversity in the original programming that was being made as well. Not so much anymore. Most of those licences now being brought up by Granada and. But it's just—it uh, strikes me that it was initially a very interesting way of doing things and seemed to work well.
0: Yeah. And uh, and and so that's that's how we ended up with Metal Mickey on our screens. That was a London Weekend Television show.
3: See, there you go. Ah, exactly. Robin's that's Nest. When, that's when people used to make shows, you know, like the scripts and stuff. Right. Oh,
0: back then.
3: <laughs> yeah, you remember?
0: Back in those days. So, uh, is uh, c- can you maybe send us a? A link to where you found out this this particular bit of information, and uh, we can put it on the site for.
3: I, w- I will try to find one for you. That I would... certainly will, because it is uh, it's interesting, and and one of the uh, uh, your
0: See, one of the problems we're having, James, is we can't really hear you well. So we're going to say goodbye, and thank you so much for for joining us, <laughs> albeit from a train. <laughs> that was James Talia on Box Cutters.
2: Coming up in just a moment, a bit of crap TV.
3: Cut. That's the worst coma acting I've ever seen. Is it my imagination or is TV getting worse? Ah, uh, this show ain't no good.
0: That was so terrible, I think you gave me cancer. You
3: oh, go, out, Smithers. <laughs> I love this show.
1: Well, as predicted last week on this show, Crap TV This Week comes to us
0: from the Channel 9 Network. Oh, it, it seems like it's either every time we have James on... Mm-hmm. Or it's just every week. We're banging <laughs> on Channel 9. But, and fair enough too. Is this what we talked about last week? It is
1: what we talked about last week. Channel 9 premiered Weeds during the week to much critical acclaim. Uh, most media outlets were listing it as one of, if not the, program to watch over the summer. Unfortunately, the Weeds that Channel 9 screened was quite different from the Weeds that I and other people had originally seen there was four minutes missing from the first episode and there were six minutes missing from the second episode,
2: unfortunately. So
1: what did they cut out? Well, I didn't study it scene by scene. Why not, Ross? (laughs) Why not? But it seemed to me that they were cutting out parts of scenes rather than entire scenes. So just cutting out... Just just little snippets here and there of scenes, you know, the second half of the scene for no good reason, whatever. This, this seems to be typical of the arrogance and stupidity shown by the Channel 9 network. It's kind of like, hey, we've got this great new show that we'd love you to watch, but we'll decide what you see. We'll decide what parts of the story are important. We'll decide what jokes are funny. And unfortunately, to me, it seems like just another nail in the coffin of free-to-air TV. I mean, why would you wait to watch Weeds on TV if you know it's going to be edited? Why would you wait to watch Rome on TV when it's going to get yanked off air after two episodes? Why would you watch My Name is Earl when Channel 7 are deliberately and pointlessly showing it out of order? Why would you wait two years to find out what happened in the West Wing? Why would you watch Vanished knowing that it's been canned in the US and Channel 7 has no intention of screening the whole lot? Why would you watch Sopranos when it gets moved to midnight time slot and you get told by the network, that's your fault because there's not enough of you watching it. And then it's impossible to tape because sometimes it's on early, sometimes it's on late. And the head of Channel 9 programming, and this is an exact quote, quite condescendingly says, we don't program for your VCR.
0: Now, I've I've spoken to people at Channel 9 and and, and told them that I try to have as many of me as possible on the couch at one time. (laughs) It's still only one person.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But you know what? They didn't do it to Sex and the City. No? Sex and the City ran for
1: 40 minutes. Well, it should be contractually obligated to run what it buys. If Channel 9 buys an HBO show, it should have to run the whole show. It shouldn't try and cut it down to fit what is a half-hour show on cable into what is a half-hour show on free-to-air network. I,
0: I don't think that's asking too much.
1: No, I don't think it is either. I think generally people are quite predictable. I think you're always going to have a proportion of people who are very up with the latest technology and uh, you know, always kind of very technical, technically proficient, and you're going to have a few people who always want to watch the latest version of their shows the day after they screen in the States. But I think the majority of the people will do what is easiest. And what could be easier than just watching something simply on free-to-air TV? The network should be winning this battle against downloading, and they would be winning if they showed things at a reasonable time and they had some respect for both their audience and the programs with which they're showing. As long as they keep seeing the viewers as stupid, brainless consumers, their audience is going to continue to fall.
0: But that's that's the way they've been brought up. That's the way they they are. The people who, who work in the networks don't mm-hmm. know what real people want. No. And I think if they met a real human, they'd be shocked and possibly even disgusted. They, they just wouldn't know what was going on. Yeah. Because they find out that they don't think the way that they expect them to think.
3: Yeah. yeah. And
0: they'd find out, oh, hang on you do actually want to watch the whole show? Mm. You would rather something go for an extra 10 minutes than fit into a half-hour time slot? Yep. And, but why don't they just understand that from when they showed Sex in the City?
1: Yeah. It makes no sense But I But I think the networks have got away with it for, for far too long. I think the networks could get away with it up until very recently because what are you going to do? They, they treat your show badly. You're going to say, well, you've lost a viewer. They don't care. You're the one losing out because you don't get to watch your program. Now, with the internet, with downloading available, you can get your shows very quickly. And it is eating into the free-to-air market. It should be. Yeah, screw them.
2: Screw them, indeed. you listen to The Box Cutters on RRR 93881027 if you want to give us a call. Not, not if you're on a train. No. A chat or Hooray at BoxCutters.net. Uh, you'll have to do that if you listen to the podcast. We're not here all the time.
3: Let's be bad guys.
2: Hi, this is Joss Whedon, creator of Serenity, Buffy, and Angel. Welcome to New Melbourne, home of fish, fish-based activities, and Radio Three Triple RFM. Triple RRR, R—it's independent radio, and it aims to misbehave.
1: You're on Triple R with the Box Cutters. That was Massive Attack with Teardrop. And if you want to suggest a TV-related song that you would like to hear on Box Cutters, either you can comment on the blog. Uh, boxcutters.net or send us an email hooray at boxcutters.net I look forward to it This is Marie Cardi, and you are listening to that fluffy white cloud of goodness boxcutters <laughs> Stick it in the fire and eat it
0: <laughs> Have I mentioned that I've been in rural Tasmania all week? <laughs> really? Yes, yes I have Interstate Interstate in, uh, in Tasmania south of Hobart about 90 minutes south of Hobart near a town called Signet, but not in a town called Signet. Quite far out in fact, it's it's crazy. It's all mountains over there. There were fires. And there's also very bad television receptions. Fires down there. Yeah. Yeah. It was oh, it was quite scary. But, you know, it's not about me. It's about the television. And the the T V that people are getting in rural areas is really disappointing. I mean, yes, we have Wynn and we have Southern Cross and they both uh, have the, uh, the, the commercial aspect, but their transmitters don't seem to be nearly as strong as the ABC's transmitters. Uh, unfortunately the ABC's transmitters still aren't strong enough, especially in mountainous areas. And people just aren't getting the, the signal that they need or the ability to, to watch the shows that they want to watch. When we were trying to watch Win. uh, which is the you know Southern Cross just didn't make it out that far at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to watch win, it was great so long as you didn't mind moving your head up and down all the time because the there was you know it was like the vertical hold was out on no, the television. Remember when, mm, yeah. Remember when vertical hold? Yeah, vertical hold. I've still got a
2: TV that has vertical really? hold and it goes out just for no reason.
0: Well, that's that's what this was like with uh you know and watching it on a tiny television because the the place I was living runs on three solar panels and so there's not enough power to, to run a big television all the time. Uh, the the quality of television that you get when you're reduced to living that way, I think is is really important. It's it's the the one thing that you have. Oh, I mean, for me. It's... When you're reduced to living this way. This is this is...
1: people dream about this. And you're saying when you're reduced to living this way. It's I love
0: television, what can I say? It? It's... <laughs> For me, television is the only thing that makes you feel like you're not completely isolated on this house on the side of a mountain where you can't see any other houses, but you can see fire. I think a television is the only thing that, that can really go. Well, I'm here. I'm, I'm with people. I'm part of humanity. This is this is this is what's going on. And so I was, I was thinking about what can we do to 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 make the signal into rural areas better, so that people are getting the information they need. About the bushfires, which is important information, uh, but also can get repeats of hogan's heroes what what are the things that we can do to make sure that people and I thought about the uh, the start of digital TV and digital transmission, and I still don 't think that 's going to be good enough i don 't think that i mean if if they don 't have mobile phone coverage, mm-hmm. why would they be able to get uh, digital television transmission i don 't know how it works i 'm assuming it 's the same way digital is digital is digital. It all falls in the same basket. The only thing that I can think of is IPTV. And, Brett, you'd know a little bit about uh, IPTV. You would have done some research into it. This is just television that comes over the telephone wires like uh, your ADSL. uh, So, it's essentially over your broadband connection, yeah?
2: Yeah. Um, Which Foxtel are talking about uh, starting to provide cable over broadband, which is in competition subscription, with subscription with, television yeah, over broadband with one yeah. of its uh, one of its partners yes because big pond are also trying to get into uh, provide a lot of content through their uh, online presence
0: and so if you've if you've got a situation where you can actually get ADSL to your house but you can't get television transmission that would probably be the best way mm-hmm. why Can can they get ADSL to their house? Yes, they can. Oh, they can. They can. Mm -hmm. If you've got a phone line, it's just a matter of the uh, the the what's it called the exchange being boosted up to uh, provide ADSL.
1: But let's face it, that'll be the last rural areas will be the
0: last to get that boosted up. You would. Yeah, but but they're getting that now.
2: Hey, my folks in Malden have uh, all got uh, turned on to ADSL.
0: Yeah, and mm. I can tell you, uh, Garden Island Creek in uh, in Tasmania has and, uh, has just gotten an eighty oh. And generally, okay. it's okay. not
2: Telstra that are doing it; it's the other telcos that are doing it.
0: Ah. Oh. So I, you know, I, I wonder if we're going to see a boost in IPTV in in the future to to just push that out into rural areas and maybe have them feel like they are us. I
3: hey, um, when I cast my pod. It's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table.
0: You are listening to Box Cutters. This is Pork. If you want to call me if you live in a rural area and you don't like the way I talk about the way you live, 93881027. <laughs> Chuck
2: an 03 at the beginning of
0: <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, you, you might have to. 0393881027 or email us. Hooray at boxcutters.net.
1: What would you guys say if I said to you, everybody loves Raymond?
2: I'd say you're crazy you're because nuts. that's a crap show. I hate Raymond, actually.
1: Well, I think Channel 10 viewers might actually agree with you there. Really? Everybody hates Raymond. Everybody loves Raymond. Sorry, not hates Raymond. Everybody loves Raymond was scheduled for screening. 7 o'clock slot? No, 6 o'clock slot. 6 to 6.30. Mm-hmm. Screened for one week. Has been replaced by Seinfeld. Really, everybody mm. loves Jerry. Everybody loves Jerry, and they do love Jerry. Seinfeld's a much better show than uh, than Everybody Loves Raymond.
0: I think the, the thing with Everybody Loves Raymond is you just you, you get sick of it
1: yeah. very quickly. Yes, that's true. It's
0: a funny show. It was a funny show. Yeah, but it's the one joke. He lives next door to his parents. Oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. So it should
1: have been a British
0: show. Yes, Everybody reveres Raymond <laughs> they, they, they would have only made 12 of them And everybody would have been happy Everybody's quite impressed with the, ray, the way Raymond is Everybody is <laughs> uh, If you've never listened to Box Cutters before This is what pork is all about Because the pork's on the
2: <laughs> table, dinner's ready It's almost time for us to get out of the studio ah.
0: See, that's how it works Channel 10 this week announced that They were going to rejig My word, not theirs their uh, internet site mm-hmm. www.10.com.au. ten. com.
2: exponentially increase it with more than fifty websites based on key television programs
0: exponentially. Pretty, Pretty much, exponentially. really fifty really from how many? Fifty from five. That's still linear. Okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Channel Ten. That's it's, still linear.
2: From from my perspective, it looked like it was exponential, but it is linear. Sorry. <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, the. Uh, but it's not going to launch until February 2007. So, hey, hey, I've got news for you. February
1: 2007. The way we're going through this year, that's like yesterday. Really? It's so quick. The year's going so quickly. We're almost through the year. February 2007 is very, very soon. Is it now? No, not quite now.
0: Right. Now now I'm disappointed. <laughs> uh, so, really, I'm going to hold off judgment until, until it launches. And then I'm going to rip shit through it. <laughs> that's my plan. I, no, I don't know. It, it could be... All the rumours that I heard about this It sounds like they're going to do amazing things They want to reinvent the internet mm. Now I will remind listeners and viewers Of uh, the website Scape Scape.com was a website It's Channel 10 Village Roadshow co-production
2: Had a lot of money to fish. Uh, the online uh,
0: agency out of New York and uh, and their uh, their catchphrase was there is no escape, and very soon there was no escape. <laughs> it was it was back in the very early days of uh, of the internet, 1999. 99, 99. Yep, and the things that they wanted to do are the Web 2.0 things that that are happening now. They wanted to be the one-stop shop for everybody to get all of their information and do everything that they could possibly do in a fantastically wonderful way that was brand new. And the thing is, that couldn't run off the toaster server that they had. It just, it just wouldn't work. Well, also, nobody in Australia really had broadband. Yeah, so there was, there was nothing It was much. all dial-up. It was, mm. you know, I'd, I'd be prepared to say it was just well ahead of its time. So I really am interested to see what lessons Channel 10 has learned from back in that day... And what they're going to do now, if it's going to be something similar or what they're going to try. Remember to put the AU on the end if you don't want to go to a porn site. Scape? No. 10.com.au.
1: 10.com. I think it used to be. I'm not sure if it still is. It used to be a porn site. I know
0: whitehouse.com is. I've made that mistake. <laughs> 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 uh, the, uh... Hey, hey, Kenny
2: was very big at the AFIs over the week. Yes, uh, it which was. you might have seen on SBS, was it? Channel 9. Channel... Really? It yes. It was on Channel 9. Yes, it was on Channel 9. Um. Kenny, uh, the actor uh, Jacobson, first name Shane, not Clayton. <laughs> I know Clayton uh, as the director, but Shane Jacobson plays Kenny in the film. Kenny uh, actually knocked off, uh, what's his face? Um,
0: David Gapaloo? Breakback Mountain <laughs> dude.
2: Heath Ledger? Heath Ledger for uh, Best Actor. Um, but uh, he and his brother in all, actually... In
1: all fairness, Heath Ledger
0: was up for candy. Still? Yeah, yeah.
2: No, fair enough Doesn't make him a worse actor
0: you, you, Go on He would have been better if he was up for 10 things I had The Jacobson
2: brothers are uh, in discussions with a number of uh, different television outlets about uh, giving Kenny his own show Really? Yes
0: I mean, it was a very
2: popular show
0: A very popular film A
2: massively popular film And the return on it has been astounding for an Australian film
0: Does it have, I haven't seen the film Does it have television potential? Does it have ongoing storyline potential?
2: Sure. Yeah. Well, there's definitely kind of unanswered themes, threads through the film. Okay.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, that'll be interesting. Uh, so, they're just in discussions. There's no date set or...
2: In discussions, uh, Clayton Jacobson is uh, also in discussions with our friend uh, Hugh Jackman and his... And seed. seed. Um, thing about about another film idea that uh, is exploding out of his head, apparently. I think we mm. should
0: say uh, his Seed Production Company and not his Seed Thing. <laughs> <laughs> Very hey,
1: I talked earlier about Channel 9 and Crap TV. Uh, an earlier episode, we talked about Channel 9 and Crap TV when they boned Rome quite unfairly after two weeks. Rome is actually back on Thursday night it's well worth watching, if uh, but
0: not on Channel Nine. Yeah, Channel Nine. It's not worth watching on Channel Nine. Uh, well, it's,
1: it's possibly not worth watching on Channel Nine because the the episode uh, the episode that they're going to show runs for fifty two minutes. I don't know how much of the fifty two minutes will actually go into the hour, but it's on at ten thirty, and Channel Nine don't care about things on that late, so they might they might not put that many ads in.
0: But aren't they showing the UK version? They are showing UK So, does that yes. episode go for 52 minutes? Is that is that what you're talking about? Or does the my corresponding un- American version... My understanding version-
1: uh, from, uh, from hastily done research today was that the UK version only edited the first three episodes into two episodes and right. left the rest of the series the same. Okay. So, so I assume that's... And that, that's why Channel 9 was scheduled to show episodes one, two, and then four. Yep. Because... One, two, and three had been edited to one and, Into two, one and two, and then they were going to show four. That's that's my understanding right, of okay. how the whole confusing thing works. But Rome's worth a look if you uh, if you liked it when it was on briefly.
2: Have a look. Hey, if you were looking forward uh, due to Channel Ten's promotion of its upcoming Australian drama, The Secretary, Secretaries, Secretary, uh, from Southern Star, and uh, cred by. Secret Life of Us co-creator Amanda Hicks. Mm -hmm. You can check it out online at dailymotion.com. That's the pilot, at least. uh, And at least until Channel 10 removes it. Uh,
0: We'll put a link to that up on boxcutters.net.
2: The uh, pilot has been leaked from somewhere. uh, Copies were given... To various cast and crew members, um, so nobody's really sure where it might have come from now, and this been is... uploaded onto the interweb.
1: Now this is an Australian drama mm-hmm. that had a pretty good cast. It had Vince Colosimo,
2: Pierre Miranda.
0: Yeah, they really, they really some, some
2: Kimberly Davies, uh, Peter O'Brien, Susie Porter.
0: They threw the casting book at the wall, and mm. and you know a lot of famous names stuck. Yeah, and then David Mott said it uh, didn't come up to a
2: standard we were comfortable
0: with. So it'll be interesting to see the pilot and see what high standards David Mott is, uh, is holding them up to, or if it's actually not as good as I had heard.
1: I have to say, given how hard it is to get people to watch Australian drama,
0: I can't imagine people rushing to the internet to download it. Well, I, I think there, there might be. You know what? I think if The Surgeon, which was on Channel 10 this time last year, uh, had been on the internet and gotten the buzz... People would have watched it, but Channel Ten really hit it. Uh, they they did one little bit of promotion for it and then hit it in the middle of a Thursday night. It made it very difficult for for people to watch. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to mention briefly that Firefly and America's Next Top Model are both being released as video games.
1: Ah, oh, I thought you were going to say they were going to be made into
0: comics. Oh uh, no. No, no, that's Buffy. Joss Whedon, by the way, is writing the Buffy comics. Yeah. Did I mention that? Yeah. Oh. Uh, no, this is... Uh, America- I can't find my article on America's Next Top Model. But uh, Firefly is going to be a multiplayer online game. And uh, the... Uh, I have found... Uh, America's Next Top Model is actually going to be a mobile game, as far as I understand. Uh, and you'll be able to pick your most favourite and least favourite characters and have them compete against other models. It's, uh, yeah, I don't Sounds know. Sounds riveting. Uh, clearly, they still need writers on because <laughs> Next Top Model. The Firefly one should be great. I mean, the, it's, it's developed such a huge community from uh, people who've seen Firefly on DVD and then people who saw Serenity and then went out and saw Firefly on DVD. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are just mad for it, so I'm, I'm fairly sure that they'll make a good one out of that.
2: Mm. Yeah, it's almost time to... Uh, Get the hell out of the studio. Uh, Nick Taylor, I think, is still away on holidays. Beats Electric will be coming up, though, uh, with the fill-in host.
0: Excellent. You have been listening to Box Cutters episode 64 on 3 R 102.7. I want to say thanks to our guest, James Travelling Man, Talia. Uh, and hopefully he'll uh, he'll be on the blog at some stage during the week, boxcutters.net. And you can email us, hooray, at boxcutters.net. Until next week, my name is Josh Canal. Ross McQueen. Tune in next week when you'll hear Dr. Bob say...
2: Thanks for listening to Boxcutters. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Catch us again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.
0: And hey, let's be careful out there.